Do you know a healthcare hero? Someone who fights for better care for their families, their friends, or their community? The New York Alliance for Healthcare Justice wants to honor them and you with a pair of tickets to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Summer Jam at UBS Arena on June 2nd. Visit hot97.com slash NYH Justice to enter to win. Must be 18 or older to enter. Made hot by the New York Alliance for Healthcare Justice. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rhythm of Peace podcast. It's your girl, Crystal B. I'm Zaina. I'm Niani. Hey, everybody we're back with another episode of rhythm and views and as you all know it's your girl krista b Raina here niani and today we are recording remotely because outside is hazardous and given black mirror right it's given very, very much, much black mirror very much this is the rapture very much right, i was like, gonna go pray i was gonna pray for the rest of the day okay yes like what is happening like we're gonna pray for canada we're going to pray for, for sure. because they're having their wildfires and sadly is affecting us. And then it's also, you know, reaching further south, which is crazy mm-hmm. to me. Um, I just want to know um, who who started these wildfires? Like, how did it start? Like, who was in there? Like, did nobody listen to Smokey the Bear? Like, I'm confused. I think it was a natural occurrence, though, um, because of the temperatures being so high and the air being so dry. Yeah, um, that just it just happens, but it typically happens in California. So uh, for us, this is kind of new. This is very yeah. new. I'm concerned, very much so. Like it's looking really like my curtains are already like a goldish color. So for it to look like my curtains are outside, it's crazy to me. I'm like, what? What is this? Like, what is happening outside? Like, I started. It started yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what is everybody talking about? Because I didn't go outside. I ain't been outside in two days. I feel good. I ain't been outside in two days because we 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 had a uh, an eventful week. Yes, we did. We had an eventful week. Um, so once I started everybody talking about it on TikTok and getting all these advisories and stuff, that's when I was really concerned. And then this morning, I saw it was getting worse. Yeah, I guess I'm concerned too because there's no way to get rid of it. It's just in the air. There's just no way. We just and I'm gotta wait people for it. having like allergic reactions to it. They're breaking out. Their faces are swelling up or whatever. Like it's just yeah, my allergies right now are like really bad. Like I feel my chest tightening, but I don't have any mm-hmm. windows open. I need to buy an air purifier, which I do not have. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna stick with my fan, let it cool down the room, and. What's really crazy is that I have a, I have a pure or I had a pure I have I currently have one 
but um it told me like you know the light will change where you need a, a refill right or, or whatever and i just never bought a, a new filter and now i regret it because i smell smoke in my crib and it's affecting me like my allergies i don't know like i i don't know if y'all can tell but i i know i sound a little congested um like i cannot breathe <laughs> like it's really hard for me to breathe you can't clean the filter like oh you have to replace it oh, you have to get a replacement oh wow well i hope you feel better yeah, I feel better. Yeah, I was like coughing a little bit. It was light though. Um, that was earlier, but it seems like it's clearing up. At least the orange has faded. That orange haze. Yeah. Earlier is going down. Well, but I just hope that to, everyone uh, um wears a mask, be very safe. Um, and if you don't have to go outside, do not go outside. Yeah. I was going, I, I need to order some food, you feel me? So I'm like, should I go and, should I order a DoorDash and like put someone else through hell or should I just like. That's you know, my plight right now. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I need to go outside to get some stuff. But then I'm just like, um, don't want to put somebody else's life in danger because right. if it was me, I sometimes mm-hmm. do Instacart too. And I'm just like, I don't want to sit here and go outside and do all of this right now. You know? Like, I don't know though. After I heard Common was in the studio, I might have to risk it for Common though. Ciao. <laughs> Nobody said that. Nobody said Common. It's all good. It's all good. We'll have another. Well, there will be other chances to meet Common. That would be my third one, actually. Oh, well, then, girl, please. That would be my second, yeah. Well, we Pisces, so I always got to meet my Pisces. Like, don't do that. And also, your favorite girl was in the studio today, too. She was. Janelle Monet. Shout out to Janelle Monet. She's actually going on tour, and her pre-sale went on, t- on sale yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Last time she probably was in the studio. Like, yeah, I don't know if she's showing, if she's showing tits, I might go. We gonna drag you anyway. That's that's just what it is. So it's not her music; it's her tits. It's her yeah. t- whether she's showing tits or not, we're going to drag you anyway, and you just can visualize she's up there shirtless. Anywho, how y'all doing? <laughs> how y'all doing? How was y'all last? Well, we skipped last week because it was summer jam week. It was summer jam week. Um, last week was was was. Was good. I finally saw Michael Jackson on Broadway. The best okay. show I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, the best Broadway show I've ever seen. And I've seen quite oh, a few. Yeah, questions. let me know what, what shows have you seen to say that was the best? I've seen, um, of course, I've seen Lion King. I've seen Aladdin, Michael mm-hmm. Jackson, um, Rent, the last time it was on Broadway. Um, I can't remember the other ones, but I feel like Michael Jackson, the one who's playing Michael Jackson now, Elijah, I just felt like I was looking at Michael, although I was looking at Elijah play Michael. Mm-hmm. He was good. just so good. So okay. good. And it touched on things like I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. So, of course, I know about the drugs. Of course, I'm like the pills, the, the Pepsi incident, everything. And I didn't think that the play was going to touch on his drug abuse as he was getting ready for the dangerous tour it touched on everything and it just put joe in a whole different light from what we saw in american dream movie Wait, don't, okay. don't he's still a villain he's still the villain uh, um wait a minute <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy mm. michael jackson was on drugs yes i did not know that hey think he died he died of a drug over there he died because he uh wasn't it like surgery? No, it wasn't surgery. No, it, was, it, was it wasn't a- the doctor though. I know it was like yeah. an overdose, but I thought it was the doctor. The doctor definitely overdosed him. He was taking propofol and 
Michael kept saying that he was in pain. So he just kept telling the doctor, give me more, give me more, give me more. But he died because of, he, he was addicted to drugs. I did, I swear he on was addicted it. To, first it was Demerol. First it was Demerol because in 1982 or three, whenever they shot that Pepsi commercial, the pyros went off and that's how he burned his hair. Yeah. Burned his scalp. I knew that. So from that incident, he was always in pain. Like he worked through the pain. He never like fully healed. Mm-hmm. So because he was always working, 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 it was easier for him to just take the pills. Right. Look at Chris is the expert over here. Okay, when I tell you I am a Michael Jackson fan, if I was to show y'all every piece of Michael Jackson thing that I have, it's ridiculous. Um I think the allegations, the sexual allegations or whatever, probably overshadowed. It overshadowed that because he, yeah. he kept it quiet. Like he kept it, he kept the pills very quiet. It didn't start coming out until after he died that everybody knew, like, oh well, yeah, we knew that he was on some whatever because they started to show images of his legs when he was shooting up um the propofol in his legs or whatever he was doing when he it, it was a lot. It was a lot. Okay, so other. as the resident Michael Jackson expert, th- you were biased. In saying that this was your favorite art um musical. No. Mm, all right. No. I'm I haven't seen it, so I can't I can't say anything, but I've right. seen a good musical. Because me, I'm usually like, because of we've seen American Dream, we've seen all these other documentaries about Michael Jackson. He's been all in the news and everything. Like he's been in our face for as long as we can remember. I went in there kind of apprehensive of watching it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, what are they really gonna sit here and talk about? Like, what makes it so so good? So the fact that they made it to where the storyline takes place of him getting ready for his dangerous tour and all the behind the scenes stuff of that tour that nobody got to see and how they made it realistic. And, you know, they're going to flashback to his childhood and how he was raised by Joe and his brothers and all of that. And then the two things that stood up to me the most was the fact that it made me look at human nature and thriller completely different. Really? Yeah. How so? No, 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 don't tell no, us. No, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it, but we know how thrill is about monsters and stuff. Um, it's still about monsters, it's, it's about the main monster. So once he performed thriller, I was just like, what the f- what Ooh, that doesn't give enough. I didn't like Joe that. Jackson. <laughs> is Joe Jackson the main monster? Yes. It just makes you look at it differently. And then human nature. No, you know what? It's okay. We'll go see it. Yeah, we'll we'll see it. We'll see it. It's just so beautiful. Like it's really something that I really implore everybody to see. Seriously, like not even because okay. I'm a Michael Jackson fan. It's literally something I will implore everybody to go see, even if you like his music, because it's just something amazing. Like, so I was just like, ah. Uh. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard it was good. I've heard it was good. Okay. But ten stars. Like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go see it. Maybe. And I'm going to come back and let y'all know if it really was the best musical. Because I've seen like In the Heights, for example. Oh, In the Heights as well, too. Yes, of course. In the Heights is my favorite by far. I saw it I've off never of Broadway seen that one. and then on Broadway with the original cast. Hamilton's also very good. Yeah, In the Heights was very good. It's definitely up there, too. I'm not a musical person. <laughs> but clearly, I need to start checking these out. Yeah, it's really, I mean, I was a theater kid, so maybe that's why, but. Um, yeah, I don't know, but uh, 
moving forward a little bit speaking of Lin-Manuel in in the heights because we all know that he wrote uh in the heights he also wrote a few songs for the little mermaid that just came out what two weeks ago Mm -hmm. yeah two weeks ago which i still Uh, have yet to see so please don't judge me thanks it was so good i'm sorry I ain't gonna spoil. I mean, it's not really a spoiler. Like, who hasn't seen Little Mermaid? Right. <laughs> who hasn't seen the original one? So yeah. But it was so good. Um, there was a little like controversy online about um, some of the songs that Lin Manuel wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris, I know you can't really speak to it that much, but I'd have to agree with the controversy. Like, I, Lin Manuel really be doing his thing, but I don't know if Little Mermaid deserved that or needed that. Not deserved it, but needed that. What was the controversy? That it was just not, it wasn't good. <laughs> it just wasn't good. The music or the, the whole thing? No, the music that Lin-Manuel oh, did. did. And you can tell that, well, you can tell that. We all know the original songs, but you can tell like what songs Lin-Manuel did because there's like rapping in it. And there's, uh, like it's a little bit of like an urban st- sound and style. Um, and I Is just- Is that the one when the, um, the Pelican was like doing her thing? Or whatever that bird is? Was that Aquafina? That was Aquafina. Pel- that was Aquafina, but I don't remember. She had like a rapping scene. Yeah, that was that was. That was probably <laughs> like, that's probably what I was yeah. About. yeah, yeah. But I love him. I really do. I just felt like it wasn't needed for this movie. Um, because it already had some good. It had some good hits. It had some bangers. Under the sea. Part of your world. Part of your world. Kiss that was the girl. Part of your world. The whole girl. day after the movie theater. Kiss the girl the good too. Kiss the girl in in the, girl. in the movie was really good. Really good. Chrissy, you gotta go see it. Hallie did her I know. thing. I'm like, damn, outside. Like <laughs> Yeah. Hallie did her thing, of course. We already knew that was gonna happen. Um it was very like racially, uh, what do they call it? Racially blind. The casting was racially blind, like very much like black Cinderella ver- type. Like her sisters were like Asian, yeah, white, yeah. Spanish well, that we, we love that no no we do okay we do we do love it I love that it's um I love that it's not realism like I love when uh and some people were even online saying that she should have a black father or her like it was just so much stuff and it was just like I like that is unrealistic you know what I'm saying like I like that it really is this this fantasy world that made up world that someone just thought of in their mind because like it literally is it's a mermaid Right, it's a mermaid right. who falls in love, who goes to a sea witch, gets her voice taken out for some legs, and then go, and then goes to the sea to not talk to the man that she's trying to fall in love with for forty eight hours. Like right. it doesn't need to be real at all because it's not real. But you, you know you can't crazy? satisfy everybody. People right, on Twitter they are going to complain regardless. My friends went to go see it, and they know I didn't see, but they knew I saw the original one. So they was just like, I don't remember. Ursula becoming a human. I said, yeah, girl, on the boat when they was ma- trying to get married and sis ain't have no voice. And she ended up getting her voice back. And that's when he was like, oh, and they was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ursula was, um, Ursula played the girl with dark hair, like the Ariel, but with dark hair. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they didn't remember her from the animated movie, like her being human. No, no, no I'm saying like Eric. in the animated movie, she was sitting on the rock, just like, just like just this like one. Ariel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ursula was trying to be slick. She tried to take the girl voice, give her legs, yeah. and take her man. I think I was much more upset watching it this time. Like when I was a kid and I watched it, it was like Eric. That's not her. But now that I like I'm watching it and it's like real people, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, get that B word. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was a really good movie. But um, Christy, you know, you gotta see it. I'm gonna go see. It, I promise. I'm definitely gonna go see it. Um, I should have seen it a long time ago. But you know, I've been busy. I've been hosting. I've been doing other things, and we've been at summer jam. Like, shout out real quick because we 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 did our big one at summer jam this year. Okay. Shout out to our sister station, High 97. Summer Jam was yeah, just past definitely Sunday. lit. Cardi B. Cardi B did Glorilla. her thing. Oh, I loved it. Yes, Cardi B did her thing. Glorilla looked amazing. She always Lotto, yeah. Oh, was thick. And yeah. You can tell she's like becoming more polished now from where she started, Glorilla. Like just yeah. becoming more familiar on the stage and comfortable. Lil TJ. Um, it's crazy too. Like we had Glorilla and Lil TJ pegged as performers like they was going to come out solo wise but little tj came out with fabio and then with ice spice and then glorilla just came out with cardi b and i'm just like we wasted flyer space like <laughs> we, we, we wasted flyer space but it was good i think one of my favorite parts was the 50 years of hip-hop um anniversary with the locks mm-hmm. and then they brought out rock him yeah that was dope um i really want and i was like literally standing like right in front of Sheik Luch and Jadakiss and Styles P kind of looked at my camera phone at one point. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Hey, y'all. Um, uh, I'm jealous. I was I, backstage. No, that looking was at it through the TV. Of the stage. No, I'm okay. I was backstage looking at it through the TV. Oh, yeah. I got in the artist lounge. It's okay. At least you were like, with, like behind the scenes with the artist. That's kind of dope. Yeah, you were. I, I feel like everybody was doing a lot of dope, dope things. I was, but y'all did, though. <laughs> Anywho, though, <laughs> speaking of live performances, did y'all see Charlie Wilson's NPR performance? Yes. Yeah, I saw the pieces of it. Once he I started taking him. people to church, I was like, you know what, let me turn from this because he about to make me praise and cry and call out to good God himself. And um, I, I couldn't take it at that moment because I was already going through some other spiritual warfare. Yeah. Here, I almost yeah. started crying after he shared his testimony and then he went right, right. into blessed. Right. Like, well, this is perfect. The perfect set list. And then, um, you know, he was saying that, like, a lot of people didn't know that he was on Computer uh, computer Love. Um, also, a lot of people, because I did not know that he was on Computer Love. Com- he-, he was on Computer mm-hmm. Love? Really? He said that. Yeah. 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 I, I did his not know that vocals. either. Well, he, he, said, he, was, he said, yeah, he said a lot of people didn't know that he was on that. I, I didn't know. I'm yeah, I didn't know. But listening to it, I could hear his voice. Yeah. Now, like once he yeah, said now. it, like, oh yeah, that's Charlie. That's him. That's him. Of course, that's him. And he did. That's- he did such a good job. I love Uncle Charlie. I really do. Me I think too. That he deserves much more than what he gets. Um, oh, absolutely. And fun fact: he yelled at me one day in the studio. I'm sorry. No, about. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. it, was, it was nothing crazy. Ty and I were in the studio with Deja, and we was recording. You know, doing what we do for social. And um, he said, "Well, he said, he said." You got them over here with their camera phones. They should do something else. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, and he goes, no, nah, I'm just playing with y'all. I'm just playing with y'all. And then that was when two chains was there for Nessa. So then after that, they both walk out and they start singing. Can you stand the rain? Right, right there between the both, um, both the studios. And I think I have it on video somewhere. Like it was like the most, I'm like, yo, if that was a duet, I never knew I needed. I got it just there in them five seconds, five, 10 seconds between two chains and Uncle Charlie. You've been getting all the good. Uh... I know. This she's always when, at the right moment. Chris right, is always at the right spot, spot at the right moment. <laughs> this is when it was fun to go into the studio. Like this is when this was before COVID. 
So before COVID, everybody named Mama was outside. You know, everybody was there, whatever. And it was just right place, right time, I guess. And that's when that that happened, that, re- that occurrence happened. I was just like, child, if this wasn't on video, nobody would probably believe me. Here we go. Uncle Charlie and uh and, and two chains and two chains. You know, um uh Jenna Jackson was out here wilding as well. Um, not as well. Charlie, Uncle Charlie did his thing. But in live performances, Janet Jackson is out here wilding. However, so well, actually, let me back it up. For those who don't know, Janet Jackson was out here uh, performing and she didn't kiss this 24-year-old. And when it was kissed, it was like she brought this man on stage and made out with him very much. Like a lot of people thought like, oh, maybe she's faking it. No, 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 no. That man and that woman put them lips together. They was, they was kissing on the lips. Um, I mean, I was a backup dancer. So it was rehearsed, I'm pretty sure. But they was kissing on the lips. However, I need people <laughs> to understand. I don't know. I'm 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 pro this. I want everybody to understand. I'm mm-hmm. pro Jenny Jackson being nasty. I need people to understand that she's been nasty. She, this ain't new. Yeah, this is this not, is no, not this is on new. Graph for her. This ain't new. That girl been bringing people on stage. Okay, she that she been strapping men's onto this. Uh, I don't even know what it is. Like a little like. Ha- board. Yeah, board. board. Yeah, strapping men's onto the board, lifting them up. Like it, the board would go vertical and then she would just like climb on top of them for everybody to see. I remember there's this one clip that like, whenever people talk about Jenna Jackson, there's this one clip of this guy who was like legit melting when she climbs on top of him. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Was he like sweating or something? He was, yeah. I, no, I, well, I meant like metaphorically melting, but he also was sweating, yes. Yeah, he was, yeah. Like he was, no, he was weak. He folded. He folded. He folded. He folded. I mean, if, Jenna Jackson brought me on stage. I would fold too. And Period. doing all that stuff to me, I would fold. I would Period. fold. I'm like, listen, we after this, we you're not gonna get me like this. Yeah, we're like ma'am, because we gotta. What is your number at this right. point? You take me. I'm to pulling breakfast. out of work the next day. Everything is bed and breakfast and all that on you because you just right. Right. and now. Period. But what are y'all? What are y'all thoughts on? My thing is, I understand why people are upset. I first of all, Janet is. In her 50s, still putting on shows, moving like she's in her 20s and her 30s. She hasn't lost a step. She's giving y'all a show. She's performing for you guys. Let her have some fun while she's doing it. Like you said, Zayna, this has always been who she is. It's Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Like, that's just not... But what are people saying? I'm, I'm, miss, I'm missing the conversation. People are upset that she was kissing a man half her age. She's more than half. It go right more than half. Yeah, more than it half. goes into that conversation of, but it's okay for men to do it with women. Like there's been a whole bunch of. Is it okay for men to do it with women? So who, how old is it, Janet? Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven, and the guy was twenty-four. He's legal. He's legal. So I'm trying to think who's fifty-seven in the music industry. Like, I don't know. Let's say Babyface did that with a twenty-four-year-old. Like, how would that look? At first, people would be upset, but then at the same time, you're like, okay, well, he's a man. Okay. okay. Alec Baldwin and his wife, that's the whole age gap. Like, Al Pacino is 80-something, about to have a child with a 20-something, a 29-year-old. Well, 80 and 29 and 57 and 24, like... Exactly. Nobody's nobody's in uproar for Al Pacino right now. As much as everybody's in uproar for Janet Jackson. Hear me out. So this is going to be... (laughs) Look again, I'm still on the side of this was okay. So hear me out. This is gonna be a little problematic, but it serves a good a good purpose. So 
Whew, okay. R. Kelly. Before, oh boy, just end it, end it right. Before he went to jail and before all of this surviving R. Kelly stuff came out, he was doing the same thing that Jenna Jackson was doing and nobody was checking him. This is my point. This is my point. That's like, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and, and taking the taking the all the bad things he's been doing out of the picture for the moment, just for this, just for this example. Nobody was checking R. Kelly. People were like, take my 20-year-old daughter on stage. Like nobody was checking for Janet Jack, I mean, excuse me, for R. Kelly's uh behavior on when he was having these live performances. So I don't see an issue with Janet Jackson doing it to a certain extent. Were those women under 18? Probably. Probably. R. Kelly married Aaliyah and she was 15. He was like 27. I think. Yeah. 27. So probably. Yeah, this guy is 24. So. And right, it's he's not, an adult. He's he not a minor. So probably. Mm-hmm. Like, but my, I agree with Zayna. Like, no, but like I said, if it's a man doing it, nobody's checking for them. But because it's a woman and because it's Janet Jackson, ex- especially, mm-hmm. especially because people are still on the whole nip slip thing from the Super Bowl. That Wait, was I don't, an accident. Yeah, but I'm curious to who, who's complaining because it doesn't seem like, I mean, amongst us, our Social age, we're media. Not is it like the older heads or something? Yeah, no, no, there's media. people our age complaining, people younger. Uh, some people was like, she's too old for that. Your parents kiss. It's it's called shock value. We're all in the journalism editor space, so we know it. It's a shock yeah. value. Like, it's not that yeah. deep. You know, like, but even if I wasn't, I would still be like, okay, if you follow Jen and you follow her music, you still would know this is what she does. Mm-hmm. You still know this is what she does. So if if it's a male, it's cool. If it's a female, it's not. Get out of here. Right. Of here. The double standard is ridiculous. But so. at the end of the day, we're pro Janet getting her life on stage for everybody and they mama to see. What we're also pro is Blue Ivy coming out for Beyonce. Okay. And killing it during her tour. I mean, y'all know I'm a, I'm a Beehive member, and so um, as the resident Beehive member, um, I'm the president. Then, if you remember, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I president think, of the club. <laughs> I think Blue did an absolutely fantastic job right. on the several times that she's come out. Every time that she comes out, she gets even better and gets even more comfortable. Um, yeah, and and even like her very first one, like <laughs> I saw this one TikTok, this girl who acts like Beyonce. And she was, she was like POV Beyonce talking to Blue after the first performance. Mm-hmm. Like Blue, come in. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> and she was like Blue, like I need you to step it up. Like you did such a great job. Like I think you're such a rock star, but I need you to step it up. And so she was like going. She was like keep going, like talking to her about like um, I can't. I really don't have that great of a Beyonce access. So I'm not gonna keep going, but it was just super funny. But like. Blue really did her best moving forward. Like, mm-hmm. I think that every show she just got more comfortable. And really, we have to, like, give her more grace because that was really her first show, like, performing for people. Like, she would always be in the crowd doing, like, the little performances and stuff. But this was her first time, like, actually having the choreography and being a part of the set and the right, team. Right, because wasn't there a show where she actually sung with her mother when she sung Brown Skin Girl? But it wasn't yeah. choreographed or anything. Like, she could just hold Beyonce's hand and sing. So I'm That was in Dubai. Know. Right. Yeah. And then also they have to give her grace because Blue was what, 11, 12 years old? Yeah. yeah. When Beyonce was 11 and 12, she wasn't performing at these arenas, you know? Exactly. Like, she wasn't. She was on Star Search. Yeah. Right. Like she was doing small things. So to be at an arena in Paris uh, all across the world, like, give that girl grace. Like, granted, mm-hmm. 
My friend was like, I was 12 years old moving better than that. I said, but girl, you was if you was performing in a lot arena, a stadium full of people, like exactly. you would be moving barely too. Like you'll be barely moving. So give that girl grace. But she did get better. She did four shows with her mom. Um, I think the fourth one was her last show. And I just loved no. every time how Beyonce was just looking at her and so much like that's my baby. Like I'm yeah. like. I just mm -hmm. love that. And people feel like, people forget like Beyonce is going to protect her daughter regardless. So all them comments and stuff y'all make, Beyonce still going to bring her out, still going to let her shine, and still going to get y'all mad that y'all can't do half of what Blue did on that stage. So I'm going to see her on the 29th. I didn't know that that was her last time coming out. I was looking forward to seeing Blue in July in Jersey, but oh, it's fine. It's not. I mean, you never know what she's going to have, what the yeah. product she's going to have for her stateside tour. Hey, you know what? I feel like we might get something special for Brooklyn because, um, wait, she's coming to Brooklyn. Am I? That's where no, I'm going to Jersey. Jersey. Oh, Jersey. I'm thinking of Susan. But you can come to Brooklyn if you want, girl. You know, you're um, open. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I want to go see Susan in Brooklyn. Okay. As long as somebody pays for my ticket. Anyway, uh, <laughs> BLS can. <laughs> I hope so. Moving on to Burna Boy. Oh, I shout out to Burna Boy. We're talking about history making and doing big things. Burna Boy was selling like out stadiums. Selling out stadiums. He was the first African the artist first to ever sell out the O2 Arena in London. I believe it's the O2 Arena. Sell out concert in London. He did the he was also the first African artist to sell out Madison Square Garden last year. Like top to bottom, I tell y'all, like the whole in Nigeria came out at Madison Square Garden. Like they literally got on a plane and was in Madison Square Garden for Burner Boy because it was just crazy. So for him to do it in two different countries, Burner Boy is at his, I don't even think he's at his peak yet. I know. Cause when did he come out? Like when did he really? He's been out for a little minute, but he got hot from his album Collateral Damage when, uh, on the low came out. Um yeah came out. All that, all that. It's so um, funny because the majority of us don't know what he's saying, but that's how you could tell the music is hot because you don't even need to know the you don't even need to know what he's saying. He's and such a good artist. Like I was um I was saying somebody I was telling somebody that like I'm very proud of him because he took Afrobeats to another level. Um with the sampling and and that's what that's really what it is that um makes people view you more it makes brings a um a genre out of the small bubble that it's already in so i would say the same would go for like jersey uh, i can compare it to jersey club right i think that jersey club became popping because of sample well tiktok true but people mm -hmm. were sampling like the bigger songs and um creating them turning them into jersey club beats and then that elevated it like mm -hmm. players, the players, Coil Ray players. Mm -hmm. um, done watch out for the big girls. girls. I think Lizzo did something with Watch Out for the Big Girls. She did? I think so. Well, yeah, oh, I just yeah. think that um, that's how like Jersey Club became louder. Oh, yeah, and then Uzi too. But um, I think that's how Jersey Club became bigger and Sierra level up. Right. And then I think the same goes for Burna Boy in the way that he's been 
uh, elevating Afrobeats. I, I never cared for Afrobeats before. I swear, I swear on everything I love. I, I no no shade to the Afrobeat lovers, but I swear I never cared for the Afrobeats before. But I think Burner Boy has done an, a fantastic job, and yeah. I'm very happy for him. Very proud of him for yeah. for reaching these levels. I was definitely more of a dance hall type of girl, reggae dance hall. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm still in. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like you what? Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. But Wizkid, you know, Wizkid is part of that. Uh, oh yes. Too of why? I mean, the massive rise of Afrobeats. He gets credit for that. Um, yeah, for sure. I agree. I think Afrobeats is on its way up for sure. I just went on. I went on vacation to Guatemala, and I was on a trip with like all all Africans, and the entire time, like they're all playing Afrobeats, and it was cute. Mm-hmm. It was cute. Um, I've learned a lot of new dances and a lot of new music. So, uh, but you know, I think when we come, when we're talking about like you know, Burner Boy um, selling out these arenas and performing, uh, he's a great performer, and I think that that's a larger conversation that needs to be had about a great performer and what it looks mm-hmm. like to be a great performer. And not everybody has like a certain type of stage presence, and for that, lately people have been tapping Tiana Taylor. Yes. To help them with their stage presence. And honestly, like, I just got to give it up to her. Absolutely. Um, she has been doing her absolute best with these artists. I think I saw an article today, actually, about, um, oh, I think you sent it to us. Yeah, about um, her being like the modern day. Lorian. Um, like producer or go-to person. Our star maker. She's the modern day yes. star maker. Like she, yeah. she creates legends. So far, she has worked. Actually, you know, let's start, let's back it up. You know, start from the most recent. So we were talking about Summer Jam earlier, um, and so we all were working Summer Jam throughout the day. You know, I'm gonna tell my I'm gonna tell my story because I was there. We were all working Summer Jam throughout the day. My good homegirl, she was a photographer. She told me she had to go upstairs to go get her stuff. Right? I'm like, all right, cool. She comes back downstairs. She said, "Girl, Tiana Taylor here." I'm like, "What? Why is she here?" She said, "She working with Lola Brooke." I said, "Show me. Take me now. Take me now." We go and go look at at Lola Brooke and Tiana Taylor, and I'm like, "Tiana Taylor is her creative director. This is crazy." Um, because Tiana Taylor has worked with, so far she has worked with Lotto for Lotto's Coachella performance. And she's also worked with, um, Summer Walker for Summer Walker's one night only performance in Atlanta. And we're going to pause on the other two real quick. Hold up. You got to go to when she was 15. She choreographed Ring the Alarm for Beyonce. Oh, she did? At 15 years old. I didn't know that. Me neither. Look it up. Look it up. You the video or that, that performance at the VMAs where she did the... You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you, you know what? I don't know. I have to see. Which I, it, it would make a video if she did the, the, um, the performance more so than the video. Yeah, the performance was dope. Um, yeah. that, was, that was like one of the one of the biggest Beyonce moments, I think. Uh, if you guys remember, she was in the trench coat. They they lifted her up and mm-hmm. her team up to the top. Um, well, they they were she was like on a platform, and they did like this uh, robot matrix type of thing. Um, and it was it was pretty dope. Um, so anyway, oh wow, she is credited for Ring the Alarm music video. Ring the Alarm at fifteen, and it's just crazy because you know she just recently retired from um, music, being an artist, right? But sometimes yeah. your blessing. She probably thought she wanted to be a music artist, but look, this could have been, or this could be her blessing, like or the. I was watching know. the the the. 
excuse me, the podcast she had with Angie Martinez. And honestly, I was so heartbroken. Like, because of the stories that Tiana Taylor was saying about how every time she thought it was her big break, it, it never happened. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. Um, and I I completely get that. Like when you feel like you are right there, mm-hmm. like you are right there, and it's just frustrating. Yeah, it's so. And she's had it so many times. Like the fade music video where she did phenomenal, but it's not that the video flopped. It's just like it it didn't give her. She was so, I believe she said she was supposed to drop out a drop a a project right after the video dropped, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen. Kanye let her down. We all know that. And Pharrell let her down. She also said that in the podcast as well, that Pharrell um, was so busy with his own life that he put her in the hands of, um, of, of other people. And she, they, they didn't take the right care of her. Right. So, I mean, I agree with you, Niani, that sometimes your blessing comes with the redirection, but I do know that like, I think her first love is music. It is dancing. Like, even going all the way back to my Super Sweet 16, when she mm-hmm. wanted to do, like, the skateboards and have choreographed, um, she had choreographed her whole um, thing. And that's around the time where the Get Light was lit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's from Harlem. So she wanted to get that. And I remember she had Chris, she, I think she had asked Chris Brown to be a part of her court, like, just to perform with her or to get light with her. So then when we, when we got reintroduced to Tiana Taylor, she was mostly dancing. More so than singing. I didn't even know Sis could sing until I don't know. But every song she put out for me was definitely. Oh, I didn't know she could sing until she did her own her her own Marvin's Room. Well, I think that it um, wasn't Google Me, baby. It wasn't that song. Yeah, that Google Me was, was it. You remember that? I do remember it, but I said, was she singing on that? I, or was I, she I, rapping on that? I kind of raps. She was sapping. Yeah, okay. Yeah. When I when I mean her vocals. For me, what I, the earliest time I remember her singing was her rendition of Marvin's Room. Mm-hmm. I think um, I was going to say that I think her first love is like actually singing because, well, at least that's what I got from the podcast that she was really she really wants to make music. Like choreography is cool and she's talented, but I think mm-hmm. that she wants to make. And she has such an amazing voice. Her tour did amazing. Um, the last tour she was on, she also owed to Janet Jackson. She put people on a stretcher. And was climbing up and down people on the tour. She did a great job with that. And she was making up with girls too, wasn't she? Oh, well, she had Kalani on there, I believe, and she was up there on the on the cool mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you go, Zayna? You saw her in person? No, I wanted to though. Um, once I saw that she was out there pulling people on the stretcher, I said, "Hold on, let me get my ticket." But right, let me, uh, let me get my life together. <laughs> but I I was too late on the boat, so mm-hmm. I think she's done um, an amazing job thus far when it comes to. Um, bigging up talent and creating and making talent better than who they are because like Summer Walker for example she has consistently been tormented by fans for her lack of stage presence like she is not and I'm a Summer Walker fan I'm a Summer Walker stan okay I love Summer Walker y'all cannot talk bad about her to me at all even when she was doing some wild things I still stood by her 10 toes down you feel me so I was um, one of the critics of her stage performance I'll be honest yeah, I mean, I will say she's not the best, but I don't think she's terrible. You know what I'm saying? So with this new Tiana Taylor thing that, that they, they work together for the One Night Only Tour, people shut up. Like, she did such a good job. The stage looked amazing. Her performances were amazing. Like, she's just so good. Um, so when it comes to that, like, she's just done an amazing job. And then even with the Lola Brooklyn, bringing it back to uh, Summer Jam, 
she did Lola Brooke did an amazing job. Like I never really saw yeah. her perform before, mm-hmm. but having choreography, like even the choreography was so intricate. Like it was so intricate. Um, the music, the way that they added um, like guitars to "Don't Play with It," and then her uh, choreo- choreographing movements to the guitar. I mean, if y'all haven't, uh, if y'all haven't watched, it, I have what? to watch it. Again, I was in the back. You know how it is, Summer Jam, when you're working at security, and you know you can't really yeah. watch the show. First of all, I was there next to the music on the side of the stage, and I will have to watch it again too because it was just so chaotic. Everything just literally going on. Like yeah. you can't catch everything. You can't really hear everything. You're trying to catch whatever else is going on, and but you caught something. Oh, I did. I did. We went viral because of me. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> after um, after Lola Brooks performance Tiana Taylor I was talking to her DJ Lola Brooks DJ because I met her out in Brooklyn we was at a club together and we were talking I was like hey you think I can get a video of Lola Brooks she said you want me to get it for you I said yeah just like her talking about Summer Jam so when she went to go press record I was like oh get that Tiana Taylor came running to Lola Brooke, cheering her on, celebrating her. And we put it up on um, Instagram. Shout out to the producer, Jason, who put it up on Twitter. And it just went crazy. Like, it's still going crazy right now. And everybody's just been commending and complimenting Tiana Taylor because you don't see that amongst women in this industry. You don't see the applause. You don't see the respect. You don't see the gratitude you don't see any of that that tiana taylor has been doing the hugs the love you don't really see that especially privately like you'll see it on you'll see it publicly just because it's something that they that's something that they need to do but for her to like celebrate her and you heard tiana taylor i heard her saying in two days you got this down in two days mm-hmm. but something you've never done before you got this down in two days and you killed it and I was just like, damn, she did that shit in two, I mean, sorry. She did that in two <laughs> days <laughs> because it was getting me so hyped. Like she did that in two days and you would have thought she was practicing for like a month for it. Yeah. Like Lola Brooke did her thing on that. And I'm so happy I was able to capture that moment on camera because it needed to be seen. I want to just I- really just quickly touch on like, is she like the new Laurieann Gibson? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Lorianne I, so. I used to watch Making the Band. I used to watch Making the Band mainly because of Lorianne. I just loved her. And I got to meet her at Made in America two years ago. So hype. Um, but yeah, one thing it. I like about Tiana is that she's just so multifaceted. She kind of reminds me of myself. Like she's just she just knows how to do a lot. Sing, act, dance. She's a mother. She uh, I think she just signed a deal with Nike to have her she own sneakers. Yep. Yeah, she just dropped a sneaker. She's a yeah, creative Rosen director, Harlem. which is what I'm going to school for. Like, wait, so she's just so multifaceted, and I just admire that about her. And so, I need her to extend her choreography to the men. The male rappers need the choreography the most because all they do is stand on the stage. But I don't think they, male rappers want to dance. I don't think they want to be choreographed. Um, maybe but, it depends. But let's let's bring it. Let's bring it at least to the R and B men's. Cause they need to, they need to get the whole package now. They don't be given the whole pack. But this, we already talked about this. But they don't. The R and B men don't be given the whole package no more. Like, but which R and B men are we talking about? We are talking about like we're not talking about Usher because Usher gives no. Like, obviously, the Bryson Tillers, yeah. like that. That the Brett Fiennes. They don't have to pop, lock, and drop it like Chris. You know, there's a level of dancing that 
Just give us a little something. You don't have to just stand there and sing. I would love to actually see Tiana Taylor choreograph something with Chris Brown or for Chris Brown. Like, we know Chris Brown is good and we know, like, his creative style is amazing. But to combine the two of them together to see what we come up with, I would actually love to see that. Yeah. Have they not worked together already? I don't, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. But I would love to see it if they haven't. Well, based on this recent news, do they have beef? Remember, there was something. Going I don't on. think I don't think that's real. I don't think that's real. Oh, okay. I don't know the Usher, Tiana Taylor, Chris Brown situation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the when they was fighting at the party at Chris Brown's. Yeah, party. I don't think that was real. I don't think that was real because I didn't see not one fight of Chris Brown and Usher at all. I agree. Um, and definitely, Chris Brown was definitely at Lovers and Friends the next day. He sure was. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see an issue with that. Um, but yes, Tiana Taylor. Kudos to you, sis. You deserve it all. You deserve all the things. Yeah. And you know, um, we since we were giving Tiana Taylor her roses, you know, it's only right we got we got somebody else we're gonna give roses to to end out to round out the show. Uh, so this week it's my turn. I've been gone, so I wanna I wanna give my roses to Rodney Jerkins. For those who don't know, that is superstar producer. Dark Child. And first of all, Mr. Dark Child, if you're watching, if you're listening, I love you so much. But anyway, Dark Child, you know, he ushered in an entirely new sound in the early 2000s. His his music was like futuristic and upbeat, but still kept like all of the many elements of hip hop that we all know and love. And he just, Chef's Kiss, like did an amazing job putting it all together. Some of his first big projects were like Mary J. Blige's Share My World and Whitney Houston's It's Not Right, But It's Okay. Fred and I, you and your boys, come on now, like, what a beat, right? And of course, The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. And he's a Jersey head too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Big Jersey things, you know? Um, as his career progressed, he began to produce- Not the eye roll, Krista. Not the eye roll, girl. Um, but as his career pro- progressed, you know, he pro- he began to produce and write for names like Patti LaBelle, Child Joe, uh, Kirk Franklin, Monica, and even Michael Jackson. We were talking about him earlier. I mean, the list really does go on. And then in terms of albums, a personal favorite of mine that is always in rotation is Full Moon by Brandy. I don't know if y'all are as obsessed with that album as I am. It deserves all the things. And it deserves all the things, not only because Brandy is an amazing artist, but because she had an amazing producer behind her, Mr. Dark Child, Mr. Rodney Jerkins. Uh, amazing. Still in rotation in my music library. And so uh, as of right now, uh, Rodney Jerkins, he's still making music. Another song that he has, and I believe his most recent, I might be wrong, so don't quote me. His most recent song uh, is another one that's in con- constant and consistent rotation in my music library, is Shirt by SZA. Um, he produced that one as well. So look, all I'm saying is that his reign is far from over. And for now, Mr. Dark Child, Mr. Jerkins, I love you. And I'm giving you ear roses. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of Rhythm and Views. We promise that we won't be gone for you from you too long. But please make sure you are following this podcast on everywhere where podcasts can be found. Please make sure you are following WBLS on all social media platforms. And please make sure that you tune in for the next episode. On that note, it's your girl Krista B. Zaina here. And Niani. And we are out of here until next time. Bye. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rhythm of Peace podcast. It's your girl, Crystal B. I'm Zaina. I'm Niani. Hey, we got to show our Rhythm of Peace. Yes. Show our Rhythm of Peace.
fights for better care for their families, their friends, or their community, the New York Alliance for Healthcare Justice wants to honor them and you with a pair of tickets to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Summer Jam at UBS Arena on June 2nd. Visit Hot97.com slash NYH Justice to enter to win. Must be 18 or older to enter. Made hot by the New York Alliance for Healthcare Justice.